News Radio WRVA Richmond's Morning News. And uh, we are off and running on this Tuesday morning. And uh, it is 7.03 on January the 9th, 2024. I'm Gary Hess in for John Reed. And you are listening to News Radio WRVA. Coming up later in the 7 o'clock hour, we'll visit with Delegate Kerry Coiner to talk about Project Ceasefire. And then later in the uh, 8 o'clock hour, we're scheduled to be joined by the Lieutenant Governor, Winsome Sears, and by Eric Kalinich, reporter from the Richmond Times-Dispatch, to talk about the latest on the effort to get a ballpark for the Flying Squirrels to replace the Diamond. But right now, we uh, want to mention that there are some school closings uh, in advance of this weather that's coming in. Uh, strong winds, power outages possible, flooding possible, one to one and a half to three inches of rain with the heaviest stuff like this evening. Uh, none of the local school systems are affected yet. Uh, my guess is you could see those later possibly cancel evening activities, <clears throat> but that hasn't happened yet. We do have a few. Amelia schools closing early today. Buckingham schools are closed. Caroline closing early. Colonial Heights and Petersburg closing early. Uh, Goochland closing early uh, as well. Uh, those are the peripheral school systems that are affected so far in anticipation of this uh, winter storm that for us is a rain event. Okay, let's shift gears and welcome to the program now, who I like to affectionately call the congressman, uh, uh, nickname that goes back several decades um our friend a friend of the program and uh father of producer and now uh former host of this program jim hobgood jim how you doing my man hey i'm good gary how are you this morning on this uh, nice wet morning which i guess is going to get even wetter yes <laughs> just remember your hatches need to be battened down for the for for this weather later today uh, Absolutely. Uh, I guess we should be grateful it's warm, uh, warm enough not to be snow or we'd have a couple of feet. Yeah, no kidding. So uh, I am thankful for that. I'm not a snow guy, so I'm fine. No, no. It uh, makes travel and transportation uh, challenging, so uh, I like right, to get and, around too much. And I will tell you, those of us that work in morning radio, there are no snow days. Oh, there's 18 inches of snow. Get your butt to work, you know. That's so, right. That's right. It's <laughs> just the programming changes with all the cancellations. Yes, yes, indeed it does. Indeed it does. So uh, I wanted to, to, to chat with you briefly today. It's it's a new dynamic, obviously, for the Yunkin administration as the General Assembly session gets underway with the Democrats now in complete control of the General Assembly in both chambers. Uh, what are your expectations for this General Assembly session? Well, you know, the, the world has really become polarized and partisan. So for uh, much to get done, it would be sort of that alien word called compromise. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if the leadership of the General Assembly and the governor can come to terms on some things. Uh, you know, I don't think the governor has ruled out higher office, so I'm sure he'd like to demonstrate that even with a legislative body of the other party, he can still accomplish some stuff. Uh, whether anything is possible, I guess only time will tell. But even though the Democrats' majority is narrow, they control the gavel. They're going to be the chair of all the committees. So if, if they don't want something to move, it's not going to move. So, uh, you know, for the political junkies, it'll be very, it's going to be a fascinating year, not only in Richmond, but 
you know, with the national political campaign and all that. So uh, a lot is going to be going on, what, starting next week with the uh, Iowa caucuses, what Rush used to call the Hawkeye cockeye. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Hey, so let me ask you this. You know, in this and this applies to D.C. and to the General Assembly, uh, and you mentioned it. When did compromise become a dirty word? Because it's it's certainly – got a negative connotation to it like it didn't like it like it never has before well i tell you what what has happened is the redistricting process and we saw this in virginia as well there are very few highly competitive districts so for most members of the general assembly and the u.s house of representatives uh if they want to get reelected, their primary concern is uh a party primary challenger, not the general election. So that forces both Republicans and Democrats to move left and right, respectively, and that makes compromise a lot more uh, a lot more difficult. So I, uh, you know, I don't know how you change that other than uh, try to get some more marginal districts where compromise would be appreciated rather than frowned upon. We're talking to Jim Hobgood, political analyst, uh, uh, extraordinaire, operative from days gone by. Uh, going back to the General Assembly session, let's start with this. The governor has his State of the Commonwealth address tomorrow afternoon. What do you expect to hear from him? What kind of tone do you expect him to strike? Well, I would think he would be conciliatory given given the circumstances. Uh, he obviously uh, still wants to do some stuff in the tax realm, I think that might be challenging given the general assembly. Uh, but, you know, as I say, and I, I, I think he might still have his eye on, uh, you know, the interesting thing from the presidential standpoint, if, if it is Biden and Trump, regardless of who wins, they're instant lame ducks. So the uh, 28 campaign starts the day after the election uh, this year. So I, I think Youngkin still has his eye on that. And uh, my assumption is a lot of what he do, does will be related to that. I'm sure he has some individual things. I, you know, I guess the uh, the stadium project up in northern Virginia, I guess, is a big deal. Uh, I'm sure he would like to see that move forward. That takes General Assembly action, and then I guess it takes some action locally up there in Alexandria. But I, I think, you know, he views that as kind of a good development feather in his cap type, type thing. So I'm, I'm sure he'll make that a priority. Jim, the uh, General Assembly session, do you think it will be characterized by each side pushing its agenda and not getting anywhere against the other side? Do you think that's going to be the overarching theme as we see the Democrats pass bills that are going to be vetoed uh, in terms of the high profile stuff, at least. Uh, and then the governor pushing things that go nowhere in the general assembly. Yeah, I think, you know, we could see some vetoes this year. Um, now from the Democrats perspective, again, they, they, they would be doing that for show because they know uh, certain things. If they push it is going to get vetoed and they don't have the votes to override so, as I say, they, you know, you look at it from the standpoint of the citizens of Virginia, it really would be helpful if the two sides could sit down 
and try to come to some accommodation on on priorities, uh, especially needs for the Commonwealth and the citizens. So, uh, you know, we're, it's a new year. We're always optimistic, so uh, we can keep our fingers crossed that uh, that will happen at least to some degree. Let's shift gears. You mentioned the Iowa caucus. A week from today, we'll be talking about the results of the Iowa caucus. Uh, it's uh, it's next Monday. It seems like campaign season for the president. You mentioned 2028 will start right after the 2024 election. Uh, it seems like we're always in a presidential campaign. But the actual voting now less than a week away with the Iowa caucus. What... Are the storylines basically how much does the former president win by and who finishes second? Is that basically what we're looking to find out next Monday? Yeah, I think it's it's an expectation game, and I think the Trump people are already trying to tamp down some of the expectations. You know, I don't I don't think he wants to win by twenty five points and have everybody say it was a disappointment. And then the other thing is uh, DeSantis certainly has to finish second in Iowa. Uh, he has to be ahead of Haley or else his campaign is in dire straits. The interesting thing about Iowa, and I think the we'll circuit, circle back to what we talked about initially, which is the weather. I think the weather is going to be iffy out there, very cold. I don't know if it'll be snowy. And uh, in the caucuses, there's no early voting. You can't. You have to show up on that day, and uh, it's not a matter of going somewhere and voting. You actually have to go to a, a physical location, be there, and, uh, you know, group with the people that you want to group with. So, uh, you know, we always talk about election turnout is critical, but in the Iowa caucuses, it, it really is essential. And I think all the campaigns are desperately trying to get their people to show up regardless. The president taking a break, former president, President Trump, former President Trump, taking a break from campaigning to be in federal court today. Uh, his presence in that court proceeding today in Washington, uh, do you think that's politically motivated to because these court proceedings have kind of helped him in the polls some? I, I think it is. It, again, he, he, he's playing the victim in a lot of this stuff, and I think it just – solidifies his base as uh, he's being persecuted and a lot of folks out there who for whatever reason are not fans of the federal government you know identify with trump because as somebody pointed out you know at a, at a, a appellate court there's no jury and you're just talking to some judges and it's lawyers talking to the judges and it's not like trump's going to be called upon to say anything so he's just going to sit there so, yeah, I, I, now my guess is he'll probably also come out of the courtroom and maybe make uh, some statements to the press to get some coverage uh, this evening. Yeah, that's probably a pretty good bet, I would think. Uh, Jim, always good to talk to you, my friend. Be well, and uh, uh, we'll see you down the road. Notice I didn't bring up UVA basketball because no, it wasn't well, very pretty. I, I appreciate that. that. That's sort of a sad state at the moment, but uh, – you know, Tony Bennett, he's as good as it gets. So if, if anybody can figure it out, he can. But I think they just have a couple of weaknesses that other teams are going to exploit this year. But uh, we'll, we'll see how it develops. 
Yeah, I mean, they're going to have their moments. I mean, they looked really good at home. We'll see. Uh, and a week of practice to try to circle the wagons a little bit. How they look Saturday against Wake Forest will be interesting. Jim, be well. Take care, my man. Thank you, sir. That is uh, Jim Hobgood, uh, father of producer and uh, longtime political analyst and operative here in the Richmond area and in Virginia. We'll step aside. Quick break. You're listening to Richmond's Morning News, News Radio, WRVA.